So yeah, I suppose you can just like beep out most of that. I don't know. Oh, we're recording already. Right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that probably won't be going in there. Yeah, we uh, should not have that. Oh, it's all on wax. It's definitely. <laughs> it's a blood pack now. Hot sacks of wax from the top of the racks. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I took a three-hour nap today, and I feel great. I we- did not. You, we should have. Did you work today? No. I start my new job on Monday. Oh, yeah, you're, you're like, doing the, the uh, I'm laid off right now until my new job starts, right? Dude, basically, like, I was figuring, you know, my boss, I'm just going to finish out this week after I tell him, you know, get hours on my last check. Text me Wednesday night. We're not going to need you tomorrow. I was like, all right, well, we'll see about Friday. I'm sure I'm not going to be working. Thursday night, he texts me the same thing, and I'm like, well, all right. So, yeah, I have not worked for the last uh, two to three days, including today. But, But he doesn't know that you're quitting. Yeah, no, he does. Oh, he does. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were saying you're going to just tell him. Just bail. On no. Monday, like, yeah, <laughs> no, 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 I got no. I told him ahead of time. Okay. Well, that's probably why they're not calling you in then. I'd yeah. imagine so. I'd imagine. Well, that's kind of fucked up. It's pretty petty. <sighs> I have i can't remember the last time I've gotten a call where it's like, hey, just don't come in today. Yeah, you do. When the electricity wasn't on. Yep. And then yep. they called you and said, where the fuck are you? Yep. Why, why aren't yep. you here? Yep. And then uh, I didn't get yelled at by the boss for coming in at, like, fucking noon for work two hours. It was my partner who got mad at me yeah. for not coming in because yep. he decided to come in right <laughs> early. When I get a text saying, don't come in, I go right back to bed. And yeah, that I'm day not. I just happened to be sleeping until, like, 1230. So I'm not, not looking a gift horse in the mouth. No. Ever. I'm a very heavy sleeper, too. So if my phone's going off, I will not wake up. When the boss texted me, it said... Power's back on. Everybody come back in. Not negotiable. I just texted back, LOL, see you tomorrow. <laughs> That's, it's already too late, buddy. Yeah, I'm not wearing pants. Your boss is actually, like, understanding. No, he's not understanding. I just manipulate him. Mm, okay. <laughs> There's a difference. Actually, my my boss has been calming down a lot. Has he? A wow. lot. Yeah, he must be reaching a breaking point with yeah. the upper management because he's been... Really relaxing. He's been calming down. He's not so anal. I I don't know. He also might be turning a certain age as well, where his mm. prefrontal cortex is developing. <laughs> Cody, do you still have the same boss as when I worked there? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Damn, how long ago? You haven't worked there for like two years, right? Right. Uh, did you see that one kid? Uh, he used to work night shift highline. I can't remember his name. Andy, maybe? Andrew? Andrew? Yeah, I saw him creeping around the building. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, my God, don't hire this guy back. Dude, he's like an electrical engineer making buku bucks. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I always, he always struck me as kind of a dum-dum. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think he's, he's a good kid. You know, maybe he's one of those people who's, like, kind of dumb, but, like, when they can focus on one thing, like, say, electrical engineering, maybe he's, like, brilliant. Right. Maybe That's, he's, like, a he, beautiful He's an idiot guy. savant. Herschel was just in his groom's party. Was what? he? Re- mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I forgot they were mm-hmm. they were friends. I mm-hmm. forgot all That's that. That's why they were there. He was Herschel was detailing his car quick. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if that guy, uh, Jesus, how the hell, if that guy can make it as an electrical engineer, I feel like we all can. The kid's smart. He's yeah, just sure fucking he not motivated to be at Walzer, <laughs> <laughs> which That's, I'm sorry, I understand completely. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I've heard dissension in the tech area. Dissension in the ranks? Yes, I didn't. Uh, I heard some uh, some rumors there. Kind of caught me off guard. Who's mad at who? Um. <laughs> Your old boy on uh, night shift, uh, drag racer man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was. he's not very happy. He's spouting off? Yeah, he was. Apparently, the giant boss is not too kind to them oh, guys. Oh, he's playing, playing rough shot on him. Well, he does <laughs> make them all fucking work early and late every day. I'm just like, why don't... They need to hire more people, but apparently everybody keeps quitting or because get- of that. Or we need to get the Sabatkas in there. Sabatkas? We need, we need Ziggy and Frank Sabatka to come in and make a fucking union. <laughs> you ever watch The Wire? Yeah, are they Tex? What? No, Ziggy and the Sabatkas were season two of The Wire. 
Oh, the shipyard yep, people. Yep, they were okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, now yeah, I remember yeah. that. That's probably like my least favorite scene. Oh, that's my favorite one. Really? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> More than number one? Well, number one's godlike. Yeah. What is the third season about? I don't want to spoil it for you. True. No, I've seen them all. I don't want to spoil it for the audience. <laughs> okay. Everybody watch The Wire. I hate to sound like uh, Pet- only- Petrogallo here, <laughs> but... Uh, it's only from like 2000. But it got swallowed up by The Sopranos. Mm. Don't be on it the same year ranges as The Sopranos what about or you'll get the, ignored. Have you watched the... Sh- was The Shield their show? It's my favorite show of all time. No, that's on FX. That was an FX show. What was the one that HBO did kind of like that? Did that one? The Wire. I thought they had a different Oz? one. No. I could... Maybe it was The Wire. Yeah, you're th- definitely thinking of The Wire there, okay. bud. <laughs> All right. I was like, I thought Michael Chiklis... <laughs> he or was he in The, the Shield. Commish. Yeah. He was in The Chiklis Shield. The he shield. was The Shield. Okay, so you say that's the best show. I love The you Shield. You need to watch that show. Yes. Okay. That show is like is a mini heart attack for an hour <laughs> over and over and over again. You know what? So have I talked on here about my going to bed shows, the X-Files? I'm trying to get through yeah, them all. Yeah, yeah. Um, when I see some of them that are just like about killers or something, I'm like, oh, this is probably boring. Those end up being like the best ones. Mm-hmm. People like, think the Monster of the Week ones are the best, but usually it's like the killers. I didn't like their Jersey Devil episode. Do you remember that yeah. one? Not the greatest thing ever, no. but uh, what was the one I really liked? I think the guy had... Okay, Mulder put him away in prison. They thought he died, and then the prison guard was doing experiments and brought him back to life. Do you remember that one? Is that an early one? Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. in season one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. Yeah, and he's, he's got like it's a... It's called like Jeremy or something? I th- think so and he has like a salamander hand yeah he's going around killing people (laughs) and even molder notes everywhere shit's good it is that's a really good show it is a good show hello everybody welcome to another episode of the bumblebutt podcast the only podcast on the internet that uploads weekly who knows what it'll be about certainly not me my name is adam sitting across from me is cody hello hey (laughs) what'd you do this week bud did I work a full week this week? I think I did. No, you were off one day this week. Was I? I? Yeah. I no, Brad was. Yeah, you were Brad off last was. week. Yeah, I was off last week. No, uh, my week was fine. I fi- You know what was weird? I don't know if you experienced this too. I was like tired the entire week. Mm. I could sleep for nine hours. I was just tired the whole week i don't know if it's just like the weather or what that I don't has know. to be i was it's coming home like, and napping every day and still okay. falling asleep early okay i mean like i mentioned earlier i took a beautiful three hour nap mm-hmm. today i don't even know i've just mm. it's the weather it makes you feel like shit changing season really is awful fall hope you enjoyed it it's over <laughs> you know what all the, two weeks of it yeah <laughs> we were finished finishing mulching up the leaves today mm. and they were still kind of wet it's weird when you're moving the leaves and then there's like patches of frost still underneath right. it, even though it's like kind of warm today like we say 35 is like warm here now warm but, enough uh, yeah <laughs> warm enough where i only need a sweatshirt and a hockey jersey yeah. and i can go outside it, do you think it's gonna be like last year where it's like January, February, before like we get pounded on with snow, it doesn't uh, feel like there's a blizzard coming. I think we're gonna get pelted. You think so? ASAP. Okay. Yeah. I think we'll get dumped on way before Christmas. <clears throat> mm. I think it's coming this weekend. Yeah. I wanna before we start. I want his opinion. We have to get on today's episode. Also joining me is Jordan. How are you, Jordan? I am uh, fantastic. How was your week? It was very boring. Oh, yeah, you got laid <laughs> off. We already talked about this. Yeah. A lot of sitting at home and Jergens. Yeah, a lot of Jergens <laughs> lotion. Uh, all right, Cody, I need you to ask Jordan's opinion on whatever you were going to okay, say. It has to be on today's episode because I need to know his opinion if he is concerned about tomorrow night Green Bay Packers versus San, San Francisco 49ers. Let us sink in. I'm a little concerned, okay. but San Francisco is also like very injury ridden yeah. right now. So I love, I love their do yeah. did not participate reports. Yeah. Like 15 people. Yeah. <laughs> what are they doing? Is it just mostly practice squad now? <laughs> I guess I don't know. Fuck. Holy shit! 
Yeah, but they they say George Kittle's gonna play, I think. And he's probably like the best player on the entire team. Any relation to Harris Kittles? I, uh, who's the hell is Harris Kittles? I don't know, but it sounds familiar for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> what if he opened up his own line of popcorn? It was Kittle corn. Kittles corn. <laughs> Kittles corn. He has, I love him, but he has like that really terrible haircut where uh, it's just like shaved like up to here and then slick back. Oh, oh yeah. I don't like that. I don't I don't What like is that, that called? The boozy fade? <laughs> <laughs> is that what that's called? I don't know. Yeah. South side fade. South side fade. South side fade. Sounds like I'll get shot if I say that. Too Probably. Much. Well, gentlemen, do you want to dive into today's episode? Let's, Let's do go. It. Well, today's my turn. So, mm. I'm I'm So you lied at the start. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Usually I adjust for that, but not today. It's fine. Uh, all right, guys. If you want to be a serial poisoner and are <laughs> obsessed with violent death, start studying medicine. Ooh, perfect. That's what our subject today got himself into, at least. Okay. Authorities say this man murdered up to 60 people and poisoned countless thousands of others, including coworkers, friends, his wife, barbecue goers, and, of course, patients. Barbecue goers. Oh yeah. Okay, I feel a barbecue should be a sacred space. Yeah, where you don't have to worry about dying. That's what you'd think. Uh, until... Well, the only thing you got to worry about dying from is uh, clogged arteries. Mm. But you know what? It's fucking worth it. And having too much fun. Yep. <laughs> and if this was the seventies, lawn darts. Do you ever feel like after a barbecue, after you get fed from a barbecue, it's time to go home? Uh, I've been there before. I'm like, just like, especially as a sober lad, okay. no booze, because yeah. that's a lot of fun uh, at a barbecue. Happens yeah, where yeah, you're yeah, having yeah, some beers. Yeah, yeah. So you get a belly full of food, and there's no nothing to wash it down with. It's like, yeah, mm. I could bail. You got to start sending people home before they start clogging your toilet. That's oh, what I say. That's my golden rule. You know how bad I've been craving brisket. Oh my god! Well, I don't know. Christmas, I, come on over. I'm I'm craving brisket so bad. <laughs> but we live in the. I mean. December 25th, Brisket if you're not up. in Iowa, okay. bring, bring whoever you want over okay. to the house and you can have some brisket with me. Mm. How do you make you smoke it? Not me. Mommy. Mm. 16 hours out there. Ooh. Yeah. I learned today that Arby's is lying. Brad got the brisket sandwich and he said it's definitely not smoked for 13 hours. Like not a chance. Yeah. Oh my God. I bet it's microwave for Listen, 30 minutes. Yeah. Brad has the most sophisticated palate. He's oh. a discerning man. Yes. He brought smoked duck eggs in once. It was mm. fucking fantastic. It was really good. That's a step up from Arby's brisket sandwich. I, I think so. <laughs> he's a he's a fancy dancy little lad. <laughs> Cody, just go to Revival Smoked Meats. Mm, I love the Nashville way chicken. Mmm. Or Tennessee, sorry. Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee hot. hot. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Like always, we should start from the start. Michael Swango was born in Tacoma, Washington, and raised in Quincy, Illinois, the middle child of Muriel and John Virgil Swango. Papa Swango was a career <laughs> army officer who served in the Vietnam War and developed a bit of a taste for alcohol. My kind of man. <laughs> when he was on leave and home, the house resembled a military facility. With John as the strict disciplinarian, he instilled fear and resentment from the entire family. Upon his return from Nam, John Swango became depressed and was divorced by Muriel. Michael Swango would barely see his father, and as a result, he became very close to Mama. Uh oh, Mama's boy. Mama's boy. boy. I was gonna say, if if a man returning from Vietnam only became an alcoholic, isn't that a win, kind of? Yeah, if he's not part of the heroin (laughs) epidemic. Yeah, I was gonna say, or even worse, if he's smoking that devil's Ah, lettuce. True. If he was a marijuana addict, then. I can't imagine. This guy would have killed 300 people. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely, man. That movie I was telling you about, Maniac, uh, the whole reason he started killing people, Mama's Boy. Is that why? He he had a little shrine to his mama in his in his house with his creepy mannequins. Oh, boy. Well, Psycho <laughs> got it right from the beginning, right? Yeah, he did. You know? Uh, did I tell you I watched that recently? The original? Yeah. A great, it's film fantastic. The acting is amazing, yeah. but uh, 
Jesus, when they're like stabbing people, it is bad. <laughs> I know you have to like put yourself in that time frame, yeah. but man, ooh. it's like barely a step up from stage <laughs> yeah. acting at that point. Yes. Oh God. <laughs> Muriel Swango was concerned her son would not be challenged enough by the public school system in Quincy, so she ignored their strict Presbyterian roots and enrolled him at Christian Brothers High School a hoity-toity Catholic school known for its high Ooh, academic standards. Hey. Wait, isn't Presbyterian separate from Catholics now? Yeah. Okay. That's why they. That's why she ignored their roots mm. and went to a Catholic academy. It, it's all right there on the screen, Cody. I'm I, sorry. It, it is true, and I said it. I kept when you said Presbyterian, I kept thinking in my head, I'm like, they're kind of a dwindling. Yeah. Like it you, seems that way. The Lutherans, Catholics, all of them, they're everywhere. But Presbyterians, they're kind of like on the down low. Oh. They're going down. They're on the down low. <laughs> yeah. They're all closeted they're homosexuals. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> That's where Mike Pence goes. <laughs> Michael's brothers, on the other hand, attended the public schools. So you can see a little favoritism there. Okay. Oh, yeah. is he, did you mention, is he the oldest, youngest... Middle child. Middle child. Okay, you usually don't see them favored. <laughs> no. No. It's always either the baby or the oldest. Yeah. This really worked out for Muriel. Michael graduated valedictorian of his 1972 class. During high school, he played clarinet in the band. <laughs> played it so well, in fact, he became a touring member of the Quincy College Wind Ensemble when he gets there. Ooh. But, to be honest, all woodwind players kind of sketch me out, whether they be a man or a you woman. You don't like them. No, I'm brass brass player brass for life, player. baby. What's the one they start? The recorder. <laughs> what if he's a professional recorder player? Oh, my. Wait, Adam, are, is the saxophone considered a woodwind? That's a woodwind, baby. Oh, That's that. a reeded instrument. Ooh. That's what I played. Ugh. Is there, like, a an internal war between instrument players? Or is it just you? Uh, woodwind players are kind of gross. Mm. Like, they're just, like, they always got to suck on their reeds all the time, so they just got soggy wood with them. <laughs> and uh, wait, they're just nasty overall. Wait, isn't a saxophone, can't you get a full metal one? Yeah. The mouthpiece has a reed. Oh, I thought you meant if the instrument itself is wood. Mm. Why would a saxophone be made out of wood, <laughs> Cody? <laughs> That's well, my question. It's a Dutch saxophone. That's why. Get your Do you think the resonance in wood is going to sound good? Well, you play guitar. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, they have these things called pickups. <laughs> and they're string instruments. I used to still think music's all witchcraft. So yeah, I mean, so do all the Muslims, right? <laughs> Fresh out of Christian Brothers, our boy decided to attend. Our boy decided to attend Milliken University in. I was gonna look up how to say this. I think it's Decanter. Decatur, in Decatur, Illinois. Shout out to Gwen. That's where they're from. Mm, hell yeah. Where he received a full music scholarship. Swango maintained top grades during his first two years. However, he became a social outcast, and his girlfriend left him. He became a recluse, and finally, he just couldn't hack it anymore and dropped out. Couldn't make it at Christian Brothers, huh? This is Milliken University. Mm, okay. I, okay. <laughs> I'm kind of in another dimension Jesus. right now. Cody, don't nap. Mm, yeah, no, never I again. Shouldn't, I it shouldn't makes you even more, more of a simpleton <laughs> than usual. <laughs> now it's time for the ultimate test of manhood. Join the Marines, Mikey Swango. Oh, hell oh, yeah. Semper big dick swinging. Let's go. Yeah, big dick swango is what they should have called him. <laughs> he would graduate from recruit training at the Marine Corps Recruit Depot in San Diego. And from there, he would become what his buddies in the Corps would call a fantastic marksman. Ooh. But this wasn't his true calling. This wasn't his career. He wanted to return to college and become a doctor. He would receive an honorable discharge in 1976. He saw no action overseas during service, but his training in the Marines left him with a commitment to physical excellence. So, so far, there's nothing to be suspicious of him about. Just a regular mama's boy. Just the mama's boy Marine. Was valedictorian in high school and mm. couldn't hack it in college, so he joined the service. I yep. guess during this year's, the service was pretty quiet. Like, he, was it? No. No, 76 was... Who were they fighting? We're fighting uh, uh, the Russians. Mm, it's like a... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was... Yeah. Uh, 
<clears throat> it was Solid Snake doing most of that work. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was a very cold war. Yeah, no, there wasn't uh there wasn't much going on. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I think it was pretty quiet. Yeah. I mean, I guess he probably wanted to follow in the footsteps of his father, I would assume. Become um, a career yeah. career army man. Yeah. But uh, yeah, if he wants to be a doctor, I mean that's great. Hell yeah. Especially, I guess, if the, uh, mil- I assume, I don't know, does the military pay for it if you want to go to medical school? I think so. You get at least some college paid for, well, yeah, like, even back then. I think it's an X amount of years, mm. but I don't know if it's like 15 years or whatever it takes to become a doctor. I know my buddy Mike didn't get any of that that was promised to him. Ooh. There were some problems in the in the late 2000s, yeah. I think, yeah. If, oh, yeah. really? My friend Sean, he got his covered no issue in, like, Did the late aughts. I think it was right during, like, say, the Iraqi war, where they were kind of just, like, getting everybody they could. Yeah. Oh, Those yeah. first wave of people, I think, kind of got screwed. They were like the forgotten that, yeah, that's warriors. Well, like, my brother's one of those, and like a bunch of my friends. And did well, they all get taken care of? Well, my brother, he's just you know full time for the National Guard now, mm-hmm. and yeah, my buddy Sean, they covered all of his at uh, St. Thomas and whatnot, really, so. okay, pretty good. I I swear I've heard from people like their uh, enlistment bonus. Oh, some people yep. didn't get it. Yeah. The, well, they uh, are very particular about that. Like, if you miss one thing, like, on a physical test, you don't get your enlistment bonus. Well, how are you supposed to pay for them brand new F-150 you just yeah. bought? or the Mustang. <laughs> yeah, that's a... Uh, and your new wife. My new V6 Mustang and my pregnant wife at yep. home. <laughs> your dependipotamus at home. From the Marines, Michael continued his education and went to Quincy University... When not studying, he was jogging or doing calisthenics on the Quincy campus, and he was known to do push-ups as punishment whenever he was criticized by his professors. Okay. One of his medical school professors told me that if Swango was criticized Mm. over an even minor mistake, he would drop to the floor and perform 50 or so push-ups as a form of self-punishment. The other students would cheer him on. <laughs> yeah, Michael, let's go. That Woo. sounds like a fucking r slash that happened thing. Yeah, it then does. I did fifty pushups and the whole <laughs> class cheered. They're like, "Yeah, Michael, let's go." <laughs> so, do you think this guy's like? I I don't know. It's like a weirder version of like flogging yourself. Yeah, right. Sure, yeah. Like a self punishment sure. thing. Like maybe it's a sexual thing for him. That quote above came from John Sackman, the special agent in charge of the Veteran Affairs Office of Inspector General, who worked for five years, from 95 to 2000, to build a case against this deadly doctor. In his senior year at Quincy College, Swango elected to do his chemistry thesis on the poisoning death of Bulgarian writer Gergi Markov. Swango began to obsess over poisons that could be used for swift, silent death. It's not a good sign. No, no. <laughs> he graduated summa cum laude from Quincy College in 1979. Summa <laughs> cum laude, bro. Dude, when I went to my friend's graduation, it, you, I like listen to like 300 kids, yeah. and they'd be like summa cum laude or cum laude. This professor, whoever he was, reading off the thing to give him their diploma. I'm just like, I'm so tired of hearing. Cum laude. <laughs> I just, it's every single student has it, so it's like, how is this special anymore? Was that at Phil's graduation? No, it was uh, at Nick's. Uh, there were so many of them. I'm, I'm like, I get they're really smart, but holy fuck. Yeah, and just don't care. At some point, <laughs> you're not la- special. Come loud, come loud. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing was, is how he pronounced every single person's name, like, accurately. I don't know how he did it. For me, it'd be impossible. But well, we know. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> they shit. should hire me to pronounce <laughs> names at a college graduation. Next up is John Anderson. <laughs> John Anderson. <laughs> the American Chemical Society even recognized Mr. Swango with an award for academic <clears throat> excellence in 1979. Dang. It was now time to swim with the big dogs. There were a lot of applicants to get into medical schools all around the country, but Swango would beat the odds and get himself into Southern Illinois University. That doesn't sound that, uh... Prestigious? Yeah. Yeah. Aren't they online now? SIU? Yeah. Sounds right. Isn't it an online college? (laughs) That that fucking sounds right. I swear I've heard an infomercial for it. It's probably on the same level as, uh, the... 
Oh God, what was it? The University of Phoenix. Maryland University College <laughs> or whatever. Oh, yes. <laughs> if Swango's time at SIU was a Yelp review, it would receive two Ooh. stars. Oh no. During his first two years, he earned a rep for being serious about his studies, but was also suspected of taking unethical shortcuts when prepping for tests or group projects. Mm, that's not good. Swango didn't really care about his classmates, and Super didn't care if they liked him. He began working as an ambulance driver. Since he was in his first year of medical school at the time, this demanding, sometimes soul-crushing job compounded his stress tenfold. In his third year at SIU, the one-on-one contact with patients increased. During this year alone, there were at least five patients that died mysteriously after coming in contact with Swango. Listen, he was just too masculine. They couldn't couldn't handle his big dick energy. (laughs) Jesus, he's killing people in school? Well, he's doing I mean, his rotations. Yeah, a, but I'm yeah. saying, like, t- I think technically there's still... Yeah. Uh, Should students, be some but... kind of checks and balances there. <clears throat> yeah. In like, case you're uh... killing five people. So this would be in the 80s, right? Around there? Yep. So eh, I guess they weren't paying attention quite as closely <laughs> then. <laughs> well, we'll learn a lot more about that as the episode mm-hmm. unfolds. Mm-hmm. Classmates began to call him 00 Swango, <laughs> a reference to James Bond's license to kill. That is awesome. I was going to say, that's a pretty fucking badass name. <laughs> Someone gets uh, smart with to be like, you want to see 00 Swango come out? You know what I've learned about medical <laughs> students and stuff? They, some of them have the best sense of humor. Yeah, they're psychos. If, if you like morbid and dark senses of humor, yeah, they're it's com- so good. They're complete psychopaths. <laughs> His classmates also began to see him as incompetent, lazy, and very, very strange. Swango loved the Holocaust, and he really loved stories that contained pictures of the death camps. Ooh. He can't, was can't condone that one. <laughs> no, you're gonna have to tell him that's a that that's a bad Jordan. Thing. I was I swore you said you were a Holocaust denier fan. What? <laughs> you were a Holocaust denier fan. When the fuck would I say that? <laughs> you say it all the time. <laughs> that's why we're fucking with you. He was so interested in the subject that he began keeping scrapbooks of pictures and articles on it. Then he began making scrapbooks dedicated to car crash fatalities. Well, that's normal. (laughs) Then he began making scrapbooks of murders and so on and so forth. Isn't that kind of what we're doing? Making a audio scrapbook? (laughs) It's really kind of, it doesn't bode well for us. But we're not like getting a sexual thrill out of it. I'm hard. Speak for yourself. Okay, all right. I guess I'm the only one flaccid. (laughs) His mother would even help him by clipping out articles from the paper on the subject. Okay, oh, what, okay, what mom, stop it. Mom, stop it. Mom, this is my interest, <laughs> not yours. Leave me alone. Put this along with your baby book with a little cut of your hair in yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. God. When he took the job as an ambulance driver, his scrapbooks grew, and he was able to see in person what he had only read about and studied for years. Swango's classmates began to believe he wanted to be a career ambulance driver more than a doctor, as he would bail completely on his studies if his beeper went off from the ambulance company. I mean, technically, that's great. I mean, if he's if he's helping people, I mean, technically, that's great. That's that's fine and dandy and all, but he has to give up the pursuit of being a doctor if that's what he wants to do. You know what? God bless the ambulance drivers because or ambulance people all together because apparently that's very stressful yeah i wouldn't like to do it no swango like looking at all the disgusting bodies though yeah i suppose that's where you would see the most disgusting Mm. in swango's final year at siu he sent off applications for internships and residency programs in neurosurgery to several top teaching colleges he received a great deal of help from his teacher mentor and friend dr wakasser also a neurosurgeon Swango was able to provide colleges with a letter of recommendation. Wakasser even wrote a handwritten cover letter for each college. Damn, that's that guy, a guy that really likes this guy. That's a guy that Jesus. wants to see his boy work. <sighs> Neurosurgery, though, damn. <sighs> wants so, to see his boy in the so industry. So, from what I heard, I don't know if this has changed since the 80s, but, like, when you come out of medical school, they kind of, like, assign you a specialty. Hmm. Like, you don't necessarily get to choose what you want to go into. Like, you can be general medicine, you could be neurosurgery, you could be cardiovascular, you could be like, they assign you based on your studies, kind of. I think that's what it sounds like. Like, where you scored the best? Yeah. And then they offer you where you do your residency and all that. So, I'm assuming times have changed since, since then. 
I have no idea. It, but yeah, it's like you can't. It sounded like you couldn't just be like, "Hey, I want to be a brain surgeon." Like they had to kind of select you to do that, and that'd hmm. be your specialty. Hmm. Huh. So, well, shit. Maybe a doctor will reach out to us and <laughs> tell me I'm full of shit. Maybe we should talk to a doctor at some point. <laughs> Swango was accepted in neurosurgery at the University of Iowa Hospitals and Clinics in Iowa City. Fuck yeah. So when they have a lump on their brain, you hit them to break the skull, and then you just take the take the kitchen knife and cut it out. And put it in your meatballs. If you watch Here's the, the show, staple gun to close them up. If you watch either Saw 3 or Rome, you already know how to do neurosurgery. True. True. Gross. <laughs> Once he nailed down his residency, Swango fucking bailed on his remaining eight weeks at SIU. He failed to show up for required rotations and didn't show up to a single required surgery he was supposed to watch. It's not great. That's how you get it done. Hell yeah. (laughs) I lined this residency up. I'm fucking done. I'm Dunsville. See ya. I mean, I guess if you have the job, I mean. Yeah. Why why would I even do any of this? It's true. Ugh. Once you put in that two-week notice, or in his case, that eight-week notice. Technically, this guy's kind of reminded me of Jordan, and now with that part right there, I'm like, okay, it kind of is. He got reversed, Jordan. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Jordan got canceled. (laughs) This would shock Dr. Kathleen O'Connor, who was in charge of overseeing Swango's performance. She called the ambulance company to see where the heck he was. She didn't find him, but she did learn that the ambulance company no longer allowed him to interact with patients directly. They wouldn't disclose the reason for this. Wow, okay. I feel like it's important for a doctor to know this information. (laughs) Just going out on a limb here. (laughs) When Dr. O'Connor finally caught up with Swango, she gave him an assignment to perform a complete examination on a woman who was going to have a C-section delivery. She saw him enter the woman's room and leave after just 10 minutes. Swango then turned in a detailed report on the woman after a hot little 10-minute exam. O'Connor, being a real doctor, found these actions reprehensible and decided to fail him outright. It meant he would not be graduating, and his precious internship at the University of Iowa Hospitals and Clinics in Iowa City would be revoked. That's why you say best medicine is in Iowa. That's correct. They're not taking this psychopath. Not a chance. Get out of here. This is cyclone country. Shoo. Shoo. (laughs) SIU's school board was split. Two camps formed. Those for and those against expulsion. Some of Swango's classmates who had decided so long ago he was not fit to be a doctor used the opportunity to sign off on a group letter describing Swango's incompetence and poor character. They recommended immediate expulsion. Oof. If Swango wasn't such an unrepentant scumbag, there's a good chance he would have been expelled from SIU and not allowed and not allowed to get near enough to poison patients. As it stood, Swango hired a lawyer, and SIU shrunk away in fear of being sued and avoiding the costly, scary process of litigation. Uh, typical colleges. Yeah, just back down. Yeah, just... Just, there are, there are a bunch of touch, wet noodles. You ain't touching my money. The college decided to postpone his graduation by one year and give him another chance with a strict set of rules he would have to follow. Swango immediately straightened up and refocused on completing the requirements to graduate. He reapplied to several residency programs, since the one in Iowa obviously Mm. dried up. You ain't making it in Iowa, buddy. Mm. Despite having made no friends at ISU and not a single person left to vouch for him there, He was accepted into a surgical internship, followed by a very prestigious residency program in in neurosurgery at THE Ohio State University. (laughs) No, I hate that so much. The Ohio State University. How come they quit doing that? They do it every game. I don't know what you're talking about. No, 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 on Sunday Night Football. Remember where they used to show the players, right? They do it all the time. Do they still? Oh, yeah. I feel like I haven't seen it in forever. Hmm. Where they're like, some of the edgelords say they're high school. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like, Christian, you know, Christian High School. Like, all right, shut up. Mm-hmm. You're <laughs> getting millions of dollars. Shut up. <laughs> or the cool guys that school the hard dogs. <laughs> you know what I want to know before you go on here is I would love to know, like, the teachers at these programs in the universities, if any of the students has, like, came in and they're immediate, like, okay, this kid 
just like in, enjoys gore and like murder way too much. Like he's making me really nervous. I or he or she. I would love to know if anybody is a teacher at a medical school. Let us know if there's any kids who have scared you enough where you're like, you cannot be a doctor. That has to be the hardest thing because you try and do that and then they sue the school and then you get fired and the school loses money. And it's just like. I I remember this Reddit thread and it was like, teachers, tell us about kids who scared you the most. And like some of those were like, yeah, this kid like. Basically, he got expelled or whatever, kicked out of school, and he they never saw him again. But they're they're assuming that he went on to be a killer or something like. Wow! Just as a little kid, like the stories of the shit they were doing to other students are like this guy or girl is bad news. They, like, they, they they've got problems. <clears throat> so I'm assuming in a medical field, you can tell. I would assume. I don't know because they're all smart. Right? Yeah, and this guy he's just sending up a lot of red flags. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> And uh, I forget, mm. I forget who says it. It might just be last podcast that says mm. it. But they're like, doctors are just serial killers that had support <laughs> systems. You know, we need to bring back Civil War surgery. Then mm. we wouldn't be ha- well. Mm. We'd have more deaths, but a lot more due to surgery. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now this admission into Ohio State left all of his peers completely dumbfounded and with their jaws slammed to the floor. But he aced his personal interview and was the only student out of 60 applicants to get in. Jesus. Wow. In the time between graduating ISU and starting his residency at Ohio State, he was fired from the ambulance company after he told a man having a heart attack to go back to his car and have his wife bring him to the hospital. <laughs> okay. Well, I All don't right. think you can do that. I thought that might be a, a no-no. Suck it up, big boy. <laughs> Swango began his internship at Ohio State in 1983. Shortly after he began his rotations, several unexplained deaths started showing up in the Rhodes Hall wing of the medical center, where he was assigned. One of the patients that survived a severe seizure told the nurses that Swango injected medicine into her just minutes before the convulsion started. Ooh, if this is, I'm not going to guess now, but when you get to the end, what he's injecting him with, if this is the same thing that all the serial killer doctors inject people with, I'm going to be like, they just need to keep this shit under lock and key. right like make and i think that's one of it, are you talking about potassium um no the the overload of in, insulin yeah yeah he doesn't do that oh he doesn't do that i think this is a little early for that okay you know? okay like a lot of the serial killer doctors or nurses that's what they always use i can't remember what it's called but it like overloads your body with insulin you just like die of a heart attack basically <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's not great <sighs> Are we sure Michael Swango isn't actually Urban Meyer? <laughs> oh, I actually never thought about that. Okay. <laughs> I actually never put that together. <laughs> well, I can't believe you didn't, Adam. It's so clear. <laughs> they look the same, I'm telling you. <laughs> the head nurse was also receiving concerns from several of her nurses about seeing Swango in patient rooms at odd hours of the night. There were numerous occasions where patients were found dead or near dead after a visit from Swango. Obviously, when the administration was alerted, an investigation was launched. Well, that's surprising. A lot of hospitals just assume they died. (laughs) From Drum Street, it seemed that the hospital's investigation was actually designed to discredit eyewitness reports from nurses and patients (laughs) so the matter could be closed. That seems like it probably goes against (laughs) the Hippocratic Oath. Oh, my God. No, he's thinking after Dr. Benjamin Rush. That's all he's doing. Yes, Mr. George Washington. Let's get some bloodletting in here. Swango would be exonerated of any wrongdoing. Now, this is a story that would play out many times over his 12 years working in medical establishments, as hospital administrators refused to discipline or dismiss Swango, despite overwhelming evidence that he was harming patients or worse. In the medical profession, people have taken an oath to heal the sick, Sackman tells the New York Post. To be in an environment where people save lives and then have people who use that environment to kill... It's a difficult concept for anybody to grasp. Mm. You got that right, Sackman. The uh, it, it's funny because well, it's not really funny, but it's really funny. The 
from all of these killer doctors that I've heard of, it's basically like they don't want to raise any red flags simply for the purpose of they're afraid of getting sued. That's it. That's exactly it. it. It's fucked up, to be honest. Well, my pops had necrotic pancreatitis, and he was in the goddamn ICU for eight weeks or Mm -hmm. whatever. When he was at Woodwinds originally, they diagnosed it as like gas. And when we, and when they like his gas, the emergency lifted him to like the the U of M Fairview mm-hmm. and fucking saved his life there. But the doctors were like, "You have a case. You can sue Woodwinds and you will be rich." But my mom didn't do it. I mean, you know what? I I don't. Yeah, there was too many other things to worry about at yeah. the time, like making sure my dad saving got saving your dad's life. Out. So you you went to a college hospital, right? Yep. I learned the difference between a college hospital and like a regular hospital. Colleges are allowed to do experimental oh. surgeries because um, they don't have to worry about insurance companies. Yeah, that's what it was. They wrote uh, they wrote a few medical journals on the operation they did on my really. Yeah, it was pretty cutting edge. Did they like put his name and everything in there? I think so. Just, did I they? think so. Yeah, it's pretty fucking sweet. Yeah. Because they ground up what was left of his pancreas and injected it into his liver so that it could do double d- double duty. <laughs> Best liver in Minnesota right That's there. right. That's right. <laughs> Seven patients would die unexpectedly in the care of Swango within one year. Three of them occurred within two days in February 1984. Sackman writes that the activities at OSU during this year read like... The script from a horror movie. Ooh. One 72-year-old woman was told she'd be going home that day before dying after her blood clotted following a visit from Swango. Oh, no. The same day, another patient began bleeding profusely from body orifices, even through her eyes, after being examined by Swango. The resident physician had no explanation for the hemorrhaging. What the fuck is he injecting him with that turns your blood to fucking a roux? The next day, a 22-year-old woman, recovering from a simple intestinal operation, rolled up her sleeve to permit Swango to give her a shot, as he later claimed to increase her blood pressure, which Sackman says the doctor had no sound medical reason for doing. Swango pulled the curtain around him and the patient and asked the woman's mother to leave the room. The mother did not understand why the doctor wanted to shoo her from the room, but after a brief argument, she relented. A few minutes later, Swango confronted the woman with an attitude that seemed almost victorious. Sackman writes, She's dead now. Swango smirked. You can go look at her. The woman's mother filed a complaint with the hospital, but no action was taken against Swango. Jesus. So, so this guy, I was, gonna, I was thinking this in my head, I'm like, does he have a certain age group he's doing it to? But you went from 72 to 22. Yep. <clears throat> it's just basically anybody who he can get his hands this on. This man loves killing vulnerable people. <sighs> oh, yeah. And like, killing people whose moms piss him off, I ugh. guess. Like, so, like some of these people, uh, they kill old people because they think they're doing him a favor or whatever. Sure. But this guy, I think you're the right. The angel he of ju- death. Thing yeah. Right yeah. You remember that small town murder where that one girl was literally killing people and making him go into the crash cart so her boyfriend could come in there. Do you remember that one? I don't. Uh, it was an early awful. episode. Yeah, she was like getting him because her boyfriend was like something. He would run the crash cart so she'd kill him and then he'd have to come in the room and then like hold hands while he's like. It, it was him. fucked up. It was really <laughs> fucked up. It's the only way she could feel close to him. Yeah. Ooh. Jesus. It was fucked. Other Ohio State students in the program considered him a torturer. Toward the end of his residency, he brought takeout chicken for all his co-workers, who all quickly began vomiting and <laughs> developed diarrhea. <laughs> I would say the sickness, but I'm not even going to try it. Wh- which one? <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Which one, buddy? I'm not falling into the pit here. Which, which sickness? Which it. chicken-based sickness are you talking about? Chicken lice. Chicken lice, yeah. <laughs> there you go. They suspected Swango poisoned the chicken, but were unable to prove it. This seemed to be the last straw for Ohio State. They rescinded their residency to Swango. The hospital, however, gave him glowing recommendations so he could get his medical license and get away from them. What the fuck? Well, he's not our problem anymore. Someone else take him on. Oh, my God. Five bodies were exhumed in an investigation of Swango's time at Ohio State. 
The results? Inconclusive. Oh, God wow. damn it. There wasn't enough evidence to bring charges against Swango, who continued to grim reap his way through the medical field. Finding a job as a paramedic with the Adams County Ambulance Service in Quincy, Illinois. In July 1984, he brought in donuts for his co-workers and left them vomiting so hard they thought they would die. Is he? Does he, like get off on seeing his coworkers sick too well the 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 the, 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 the radio play that's about to play out before you mm. will prove that okay one coworker started feeling better after a few hours and got a call later that night from swango at first i thought it was kind of him to check up on me the coworker told one of sackman's agents maybe i was thinking he felt responsible because he brought the donuts in but then he started started to ask for the details. He asked me how bad the pain was, how long it lasted, if I thought I was dying. After a few minutes, he was creeping me out. He was definitely enjoying hearing about my pain. I thought he was disappointed <laughs> that I didn't die. <laughs> okay, weird. All right. It, could he just be into, like, Roman showers or is it... Like What's something? a Roman shower? <laughs> Where you puke on each other during sex. Is that really? Yeah. Because of the vomitorium thing? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's you never funny. heard of Roman showers no. before? No. It's just pretty a funny puking though. thing. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Puke is disgusting. Puke's funny, though. Uh, it is, it's funny, but like... When I have to clean, I'd rather clean up cat poop than cat yeah. puke because oh, yeah. it makes me want to puke when there's puke on the ground. Cat yep. poop at least is like manageable. Mm, it's just cat like a puke is just like a sloppy fucking it mess. It smells so yeah. bad. Oh yeah, it's like sh- it's like shredded beef. Kind of, <laughs> oh, but there's nothing I hate more than waking up and I'm like walking to the bathroom and I step in a uh, thing of cold, fucking like yep. cat puke. your cat puke or like a giant hairball. Oh. <laughs> it's like a melted tootsie roll going through your fucking. Just feet. get in the shower and go back to bed. <laughs> Don't go to work. Don't do whatever no. you were gonna do that day. Make, I stepped in cat puke. I'm not coming in. It's not happening. His coworkers' suspicions couldn't be assuaged. Uh, in October 1984, they left a pitcher of sweet tea on a table <laughs> where they knew Swango would be alone with it. Bringing it for lab tests after, they learned it was packed with arsenic. Ooh, oh, that's not good. It would give her a bitter taste. Yeah, co- quite that's not, bitter. That's not sweet tea, sir. It's awfully bitter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you cooked your leaves long enough, Mr. Swango. <laughs> As they're foaming at the mouth. This is fucking terrible. <laughs> His co-workers then searched his locker, finding a shitload of ant poison in his duffel bag. Of course, the main ingredient being arsenic. They took their findings to the cops, who were able to obtain a warrant to search his apartment, where they found a lab for poisons including... Ant poison, ricin, botulism, and pesticide mixtures. This Mm. dude was making this shit himself? Hell yeah, my boy was a little... Holy shit. He won a goddamn award from the American Chemical Association. Jesus, now he works for Rad? Now he's Rad. (laughs) (laughs) Which is Michael Swango on a Rad can, just giving it a thumbs up. Raid, I think you mean. Oh, Raid, yeah. Well, no, see, his was Rad, and it got canceled. Because they found out he was a killer. Should have just been called Double O Swango, to be (laughs) honest. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. It's just like him shooting ants on the cover. (laughs) 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 On August 23rd, 1985, in a plea deal, Swango was convicted of aggravated battery and sentenced to five years in prison for poisoning his co-workers. Wow. Okay. (laughs) A little light. He decided one of the best ways to glue together his shattered reputation would be to go on 2020. Because you can just do that, right? (laughs) (laughs) If you're a fucking doctor that poisons people. You just send him a letter like, hey, I want to be on your show. (laughs) Well, of course. (laughs) He was dressed in a full suit and tie and saying the evidence used to convict him lacked integrity. I just keep envisioning him acting like R. Kelly did on the interview. I'm fighting for my fucking life, man. <laughs> He's such a piece of fucking trash. Oh, yeah. He is. God. And he can't even read. Who, Michael Swango? <laughs> yeah, the doctor definitely can't read. Nurse, can you read my chart for me? I don't know. I'm just going to start injecting him with shit if we don't get this going here. 
Because the interview gained traction, several of his former co-residents came forward and said they were not surprised under any circumstances. This guy was a weirdo and certainly capable of this. An investigation was opened at Ohio State, looking at all those patients that died under suspicious circumstances. The hospital was reluctant to allow police access to their records. However, once the 24-hours news cycle got wind of the college dragging their feet, University President James Meeks came forward to conduct a full and open investigation hand-in-hand with the police. Oh, they were holding hands. That's nice. That's right. Thank you, Mr. Meeks. Thank you, Jimmy Meeks. <laughs> for I mean, you're a fucking coward, but once you got dragged through the news mud... What do you think happens if you go to like Ohio State University and you like you, you walk up to Urban Meyer and be like, do you know about Michael Swango? <laughs> <laughs> One of your most famous uh, alumnus. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Offering an unbiased assessment of the events, Meeks concluded that legally the hospital should have reported these suspicious incidents to the police. No shit. As it was their <laughs> job to determine if criminal activity had occurred. He was also flabbergasted that the hospital didn't keep any sort of permanent records of these incidents. Once all of this was on the table, Franklin County, Ohio prosecutors almost pulled the trigger on charging Swango with murder and attempted murder, but backed out because of flimsy evidence. Over and over with this guy. Yeah, I think that's kind of the hard part about convicting murderous doctors is it's like... If they're poisoning them, how are you going to prove that that's what killed them? And if the administration of every fucking hospital mm. is hell-bent to not let that, to not want to believe that that's true. Yeah. I, can't, I can't remember the name of the doctor serial killer, like the most famous one. Who's, Dr. Death? No. <laughs> <laughs> He's like some like fat guy, kind of. But anyway. Dr. Doom? No. I'd know his name He's if I heard cut. it. But anyway, he... What they would do is he would like go to a hospital, they'd he'd kill a bunch of people, and then they'd fire him, and then uh, when he applied for a new hospital, they wouldn't tell him what he was doing at the other hospital, so they kept like shifting him back and forth without communicating oh. with each other. Because they didn't want any lawsuits right. happening at their right. establishment. Because you so can't tell like, him. You can't yeah. say what he got fired for. No, no. For. They're just like, oh, he's a great yeah. doctor. Don't yeah. even worry about it. <laughs> they did that to this fucking guy. That's It's so fucked up. Ohio State got him out of there. It's so fucked up. In 1987, he was released for good behavior, which was two years served out of that oh, five-year sentence. Jesus. And he was able to crisscross the country taking low-paying jobs as a medical technician. Okay, all right. He can't really hurt anybody with that, right? I guess we'll find out. (laughs) It was time to make another run at the medicine game, but Swango was a tainted brand. Mm. He needed to, like a phoenix, be reborn from the ashes of his (laughs) smoldering self. Oh, goddammit. On January 18th, 1990, Michael Swango changed his name to David Jackson Adams. Okay, three first names. Perfect. (laughs) We know how this goes. Guess what, though? Definitely worked. Mm. In 1992, he managed to land a residency at the University of South Dakota Sanford School of Medicine. (laughs) Because on top of everything else, Swango here was a fantastic document and record forger. Mm. He was able to fudge official paperwork, saying that his prison time was actually just six months for a little barroom brawl. That'll happen. No one thought it necessary to contact Ohio (laughs) State or law enforcement back in Quincy to confirm. Right there, right there. They just don't even bother. (laughs) Look at that. Fuck it, it's fine. (laughs) Well, this is typed in New Times Roman. He can't be lying to us. (laughs) He's a trustworthy man if he has that font. Look at these fresh indentations, man. (laughs) This guy's he's on the up. The following year, he was sent for training to the local VA Medical Center in Northport. This is when things would start to fall apart here. ABC re-ran his episode of 2020 from eight years previous, and several calls flooded into the medical facility, informing them that there was a murderous doctor treating and killing patients. Not even the foolproof alias David Jackson Adams could (laughs) save Swango from this blowback. He was asked to resign. Is it weird when I hear David Jackson Adams, I think of uh, those old Disney Channel uh, movies. Oh, Famous Jet Jackson. Yes, that's what I kept thinking of. That's all I can think about now. That kid killed himself. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, that got dour. (laughs) All right. I I wish he didn't. Let's get on to a lighthearted subject like the story. (laughs) Oh, perfect. After his firing, Swango bailed for Africa, knowing how valuable all of these poor, starving villages would find a big, strong U.S.-trained doctor. 
<sighs> Investigator Sackman's team estimates that during his three-year stay in Zimbabwe, Swango murdered 60 people. <sighs> Jesus. So, in 1994, the Lutheran Church hired oh, Swango <laughs> after receiving his application <laughs> and also a large list of forged references to a legit agency called Options. Options, hell yes. Which helps American doctors find work abroad. Kind of like uh, Medicine Sans Frontier. Doctors Without Borders. Ah, okay. The church, of course, never checked up on any of these references, so whatever. Come on over. They were like, okay, I, I don't care how many people you killed. Did you tell them about Jesus Christ before you did it? Yeah. Were you a missionary for yeah. us? Did they get their pocket New Testament? <laughs> the hospital director in the remote village in Zimbabwe was beyond thrilled that Swango joined his staff. But shortly after he began working, it became incredibly apparent that he was untrained to perform even the most basic procedures. <laughs> Just take the blood pressure. I don't know how this little pumpy thing works. <laughs> do, I put, do I put this weird sleeve around their dick? <laughs> it was decided he would go to one of the sister hospitals in the network for seasoning mm. and return in five months. <laughs> Those five months were filled with some of the most glowing reviews, and this is actual, <laughs> real reviews a doctor could receive. But when he returned after training, his attitude was different. He no longer seemed interested in the hospital or its patients. People began whispering about the mysterious deaths happening all around the mm. hospital. Some of the patients that survived Swango had a clear memory of him coming into the room, giving them an injection, and almost immediately they went blind and started convulsing. A handful of nurses also admitted separately to seeing Swango near patients just moments before they died. I'm telling you, man, it's just that big dick energy. That's all it is. You he's, know what? He's, he's giving them confidence and it's killing them. This is freaking me out, kind of, because I remember after the car crash, I had to stay overnight in the hospital. Mm. When I was sleeping, people were coming in mm. and out. They'd inject me with shit. They wouldn't really tell me what it was. No. They had the little heart things attached to my calves. Oh, the little... The little blood clot yeah. thingies. And I'm just like, I'm hooked up to everything. I'm not even paying attention to what anybody's in it doing. Mr. Swango could have came in there and said, hey, how you doing? And then I'm carting. It would have been so easy. Hmm. And then all of a sudden, a chick and her boyfriend are standing over you holding hands while he's working crash carting you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me while you're crash carting this old person. <laughs> <laughs> the hospital administrator that had been so thrilled to welcome him to the hospital contacted the police. Swango's license to practice in Zimbabwe was pulled, <laughs> and he was forced to vacate hospital property. In his lodging, they found hundreds and hundreds of various drugs and poisons. For the next year and a half, he stayed in Zimbabwe waiting for his lawyer to get him reinstated. <laughs> As the heat continued to turn up, he fled to Zambia and then caught a flight to Chicago when even the Zambian authorities were catching up with him. Jesus. <sighs> so he really must have been not even trying to hide killing people when he's killing them in Zimbabwe. It seemed not. It seemed he <laughs> went on a fucking poison rampage. Ugh. In 1997, Swango returned to the U.S. to settle some personal affairs and move some money around. He had taken a job in Saudi Arabia and was days away from closing on a piece of real estate. Upon landing at Chicago's O'Hare Airport, he was arrested at the gate on fraud charges for presenting false credentials to multiple medical schools and illegally distributing controlled substances. Swango took a hot three-and-a-half-year plea deal. No murder yet. But folks, that's not all. Okay. As he was locked up at the Sheridan Correctional Facility in Florence, Colorado, Sackman and his team built their case for mm. murder, including exhuming five more bodies on Long Island. They found traces of epinephrine, which speeds up the heart and can kill if the dose is too high. And... <laughs> and... Suchin... Suchin... Suchinel... Suchinel choline. And... Succinicoline, which can cause paralysis Ooh. in three patients' organs. <clears throat> Is that the one that, like, it paralyzes you, but you can still feel pain? I fucking hope not. Have you ever, have you ever watched... Anything like that just sounds terrible. <clears throat> have you ever watched Nip Tuck? Yeah. Yeah. And do you remember that episode where the guy was injecting him with that and then doing surgery on him? That's uh, uh, one of the theories I've heard about surgeries is that you're kind of awake and can feel everything the whole time, but you just don't remember. Well, 
I mean, surgery, I think you're under, but your body still knows the trauma that's Ugh. going on is why if you have surgery, you feel horrible in the morning because your body knows what it went through, but your like mind doesn't, which is scary. <sighs> you know, uh, the ones what I can't stand is the people who like wake up from their anesthesia and it's just like, uh, oh, oh. <laughs> I always wondered, like, when you're, they're like, are you allergic to anesthesia? Like, how do you know unless you've had it? Yeah, yeah I like, have no idea, sir. All right, let's just see what, but let's now do I'm, it and see what happens. Now I'm super worried about that. Thank you. <laughs> On July 11, 2000, Swango was charged with three counts of murder, among other charges, in federal court in New York. The government of Zimbabwe also charged him in absentia with poisoning seven patients and killing five. Damn. In a plea bargain, Swango was sentenced to three consecutive life terms without the possibility of parole as a condition for not being extradited to Zimbabwe. What would they do to him over there? Kill him? Yeah. Okay. He is currently serving his time at Supermax Prison in Colorado where he sees sunlight one hour a day. In October 2000, Ohio wanted a crack at him. He was taken to the Franklin County Courthouse to stand trial for the aggravated murder of Cynthia Ann McGee at the Ohio State University Medical Center. The trial would last 30 minutes. Swango would be sentenced to 30 years with parole possible after 20. However, since Mm. he's serving three consecutive life sentences in New York, that parole will never come to pass. Mm. In the wake of the Swango case, Sackman would develop the Red Flags Protocol, which provides medical environments with basic warning signs to look out for, such as death rates that rise when a particular individual is on duty. They needed this for sure. (laughs) Yeah, they should have had this a long time ago. (laughs) Sackman, now a private investigator for the hospitals of New York State, says that medical serial killers are not a thing of the past, and hospitals need to practice constant vigilance, Mm. as Mad-Eye Moody would say. (laughs) A traditional serial killer may kill 8 to 10 people, but medical serial killers can kill that many people in a week. Oh, for sure. Sackman says. There's a guy named Dr. Harold Shipman in England who killed somewhere between 250 to 300 people. Some medical serial killers kill so many people they can't even remember. Being in a medical center is the greatest location if you're inclined to commit murder. Oh, I definitely know uh, Harold Shipman. He's, uh... But see, what's different between, say, like, Harold Shipman and, like, this guy... Mm. Harold Shipman would make people... Sign over like their uh, their will to him, okay. and then he'd kill him. So he'd defraud him first. Y- yeah, this guy is just straight up killing him well, because he. I'm assuming it's a sexual thing. Something. I would assume. I've not. I feel like I've kind of heard about this last name before, but I've never heard this whole story. I uh, uh I texted three people. Mm. I was like, has anybody ever heard of this guy? And nobody really had, so. The, the like, doctors who kill people, like, really go under the radar unless they're, like, shipmen. I think the guy I'm thinking of is a Cohen. I think his last name Michael Cohen or something like that. Right. Um, in the U.S., he's, he's, like, they confirmed he's killed, like, 60 people. Damn. But, hmm. uh, yeah, he, uh, yeah, this guy's fucked up. This is a crazy story. Yeah. You like this one? Yeah, I like this one. I like that he's an international murderer. Yeah, Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> I the love original the du- pit bull. I uh-huh. love the double O swango. <laughs> yes. That is brilliant. <laughs> God, what a hey, nickname. Those medical students sure are smart. I'm telling you, man, they have they're funny. Yeah. They're very funny. They're dark. <laughs> dark, dark people. <laughs> But no, that was a great episode, Adam. Oh, that was fantastic. Yeah, if you had any nicknames as a doctor, uh, write them in at <laughs> bumblebuttpodcast at gmail.com. What's that, Adam? Bumblebuttpodcast at gmail.com. As always, follow us on Twitter at bumblebuttpod and on Facebook and Instagram at bumblebuttpodcast. We launched a Patreon on Halloween. Hell yeah. It's patreon.com slash bumblebuttpodcast. You can find it in the description of this episode. And also, is it posted on our Instagram or anything like yep, that? Yep, it should be on there. Well, in that case, uh, feel oh. free to stop on by and look at all of our cool incentives. Can I make one announcement here? Mm-hmm. Um, so, what we're going to do is, if you want the cock print, you basically have until now, until probably early December. and then we'll we're say get- December 7th. There you go. You we're- sign up, then you will get a print of it. If not... 
we're going to be sending out the 15 plus patrons a brand new I don't even it's kind of like a trading card but it's a print somewhere in there I don't know whatever you want to call it our next collection yes month two of the bowling for satan tier uh, collectible sticker set. We, uh, I think the three of us have a weird thing with collecting things. So Definitely. I think the bum about collect collecting prints, whatever you want to call them. Uh, it's going to be a Christmas themed one. You're going to know immediately what it is. Beautiful. But we're not I think gonna, I already know what it is. <laughs> yeah, as well. but we're not going to announce what it is. You're going to get a little surprise in the mail. So well, fuck it, guys. Go over there, give us a little bit of cash, and. Yeah. Uh, Get Help a sweet-ass prize. Help your boys out. The Help. biggest thing you can do, fuck the Patreon, the mm. biggest thing you can do is fucking email us to your friends. Text us to your friends. Right. Tell everybody, hey, these guys got a billion episodes. <laughs> Start listening to one. <laughs> we got 108 reviews, too. We must be doing something, right? Fantastic. Speaking <laughs> of the most important part of the show, at least if you ask Cody, the iTunes reviews. We didn't get any this week. Bingo. Goose egg. <laughs> Listen, just because you guys sense them in after my threats doesn't mean the threat goes away. <laughs> yeah, it's not over. You gotta Michael Swango them right now. Oh. You gotta in mail there. them double O Swango ant poisoning and yeah. say, hey, mail us, or no, hey, write us a five-star review. Mail us a five-star <laughs> review. <laughs> mail us a review, please. <laughs> That'd be awesome if that's how it was. Like, you got a letter in the mail and it was a five-star review. You got a letter in the mail review. and a yeah, it's one story. You're just like, well, why the fuck did they even waste their time? <laughs> that was a 50 cent stamp. I think the family sigil on the wax costed more than the letter <laughs> did here. Oh, man, if we know anyone with like a family wax seal, that'd be dope to get mail from. Yeah, them. that would be dope. I think when uh, serial chillers are still around and they mailed us, I, I think they had a wax seal on the letter. I could be wrong. That sounds right. I think I remember that. Yeah. I remember seeing... Somebody sent us something with a wax seal. Yeah, it was fucking awesome. All right, everybody. Well, you know what? After that beautiful 00 swango <laughs> and everything else, uh, I think that's going to do it for all of us here at Bumble Podcast. I have been Adam. That's been Jordan. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you, Adam. That's been Cody. Thank you, Cody. Thank you, Adam. And everybody, have a nice weekend, unless it's Tuesday. And have a good Thanksgiving. Yay! Cranberry sauce.